Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This message comes from Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It's a tradition unlike any other. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. No, 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 no. The words were right. The delivery was <clears> not, <throat> Alex. You got to work on that. I can do it one more time. Let me let friends, the music fade. <clears throat> start, start with friends. Do your best, Jim Nance. My friends. It's a tradition. No, 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 no. No, it's not my friends. It's friends. Yeah, see, you are not <clears throat> qualified Ugh. to do the master's intro. Nope. I'll have to work on it. Give me another 20, 30 years. So at the uh, risk of belaboring this, but um, uh, I spent, uh, the well, Wednesday, then Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, in Augusta, Georgia for the Masters tournament and then uh, fled home uh, Sunday and watched the tournament at home on the television set. Oh, um, and we've talked about various uh, aspects of it during the radio show, but I thought we could continue talking about a little bit during the One More Thing podcast, and this might get a little golf geeky. So if you're a golf fan or a golfer, you're really going to enjoy this. If not, why don't you listen to it and see if there's a tidbit or two for you? And if not, curse me or write me an angry email. Everybody else does. So uh, anyway. Or blame it on me. Blame it on me for being the sports geek. Yeah, blame it on Alex. Friends, um, hey, can I ask dirt. a quick question before you get? Yeah, into go the ahead, golf Michael. Stuff? Yeah, yeah. Why not? You were talking about they do not let you take cell phones in there, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd meant to talk about this. I was just wondering about photography. What do they have? Do do they have pictures available? You know, can you get your picture taken and then they sell it to you, or what? What goes on there? I'm not sure if they sell it to you. It might be free, but you have to make your way all the way around the clubhouse. Um, and then wait in line, and the lines are not terrible, but it's a significant walk, and then it's a expenditure of time. My dad is 81, um, and he actually he was less willing to 
hoof it around and and explore the course than I had hoped. That I was a little disappointed. You can only push so much. Um, he did. He he attacked it the way he decided to. Um, but there were some really prime viewing spots pretty close to the gate. He came in, so he mostly just stayed there, um, which is fine. Again, I really wanted him to see more of the golf course, but he did what he thought was right. Um, so I'm sorry. What was your question, Michael? Well, he about, asked about the phones. Yeah, and also getting oh, the pictures. Phones, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so you could get the official picture taken, then they like send you the link and stuff like that. We didn't do that because it would have been time-consuming. The Only four of us could be there at any one time, and and nobody really made it a priority, which may have been a mistake, but uh, no. But so not having a phone was mostly great. Did they lock there it in a the hundred- bag? or No, you have to leave it in your car. Oh, and if you okay. forget it, you have to check it at the entrance and and everybody gets wanted and the rest of it and you can sneak it in if you wanted but i didn't want it i wanted to focus on i wanted to be in the moment uh there were times it would have been lovely to take pictures but as somebody pointed out uh as tiger was walking up and everybody was looking and cheering and clapping can you picture how different the scene would be if everybody had their phone everybody would have it up you know videotaping and it would just be completely different so weird so um although the downside is when we first went there on Thursday morning, my wife and I were in one car and my dad and sister were in another and they were heading for the handicap parking. Well, unbeknownst to us, they route handicap parking to the south gate and we were at the north gate and they're not at opposite ends, but they're far enough apart. Our plan for, all right, we'll meet you right inside the gate. Uh, was oh, no. uh, it was moot the minute i mean th- we met the enemy and our battle plan went out the window um and so judy and i and i meant to tell a story on the air i really need to make better notes judy and i spent the first like two hours we were there i had bought four of the folding chairs and i spent the first two hours or so walking miles and miles back and forth to the entrance, then Judy did it whenever, carrying all these chairs, looking for my dad and my sister. And we didn't have a secondary meetup spot, and my dad wouldn't have walked there anyway. Um, And so they bought their own chairs. Apparently somebody forgot the plan that I was going to buy the chair. (laughs) And they just sat there happy as clams all day. Now, I'm not the resentful sort. It's the way things go, Um, and I got a hell of a lot of exercise in. I was just concerned that, like, they... We're looking for us and pissed off. No, they were like, oh, no, we were great. Oh, you were going to buy the chairs? We forgot. Um, and so they uh, they sat there by uh, for Masters fans uh, by the sixth tee. It's downhill par three. A great hole, right? And, and you have views to the 16th, which is another great par three, right by the south gate, and we're happy as could be. And so when I found that out, I was happy as can be. And the fact that I got exercise and wasted my first hour and a half or so, oh, well, what are you going to do? I would stop and watch a little golf while I was looking for them, and uh, so it worked out fine. I mean, you but, talk about uh, the best like, place to waste an hour and a half in the world. Yeah, it was okay. It was really tiring because it's a really hilly golf course, and I was carrying all this weight. But I will tell you this. If you ever go, your emergency meetup place is the giant scoreboard by the first tee. Just that's it. There are no other choices. That's your meetup place. Anyway. Did you uh, get to Alex, keep the chairs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I thought it was like a rental. No, no, you buy them. They online, you might pay 200, 250, Lord knows, whatever they think they can get. They're $30 at the Masters. 
And and people, the guy, the oldest one I saw was a dude in front of us was sitting in the chair from 1999, and and brother went 300 pounds easy. Oh, good man. So, so these are uh, these are sturdy chairs, and they're thirty dollars a piece. So, uh, nice little souvenir. Now, I think a lot of people don't really recognize, at least if you're not a golf fan, that the professionals they don't use golf carts. There's no. no golf cart. Oh, we'll drive to the next hole. And you've talked about how hilly and the undulations of the course. That must have been, you know, there's no carts for patrons either. Like no. you got to be in good shape to walk that course. Or or you you take your time. Uh, the beauty of those chairs is they're pretty light and you can carry them with you pretty easily, even if you're not terribly strong or young or whatever. And so you walk for a while, then you fold out your chair and you sit for a while. And you can always find room like near a fairway or something like that where you can see the action pretty well. And as I described on the radio show, <clears throat> the thing is that generally what you do, and this is what we do, is you get there early and you figure out, all right, what's like my favorite hole or or where do I think the action might be really exciting or whatever, then you set up your chair real close to the green or the tee or whatever, um, and then you leave it, and it has your name on it, and people are absolutely allowed to sit in your chair all day long if you want, if they want. When you come and say, excuse me, these are our chairs if you don't mind terribly, everybody's super courteous about it. Say, wow, and, and generally the response is, hey, thanks for letting us use them. Um, so you can go to the front freaking row of where they have the chair set up and sit there for hours as long as the owner doesn't come. And in the case of uh, Saturday, when it was bitterly, ridiculously cold, which was just so shocking, um, uh, Judy and I and, and my brother, actually, we sat in the front row by the ninth screen and watched all the greatest players in the world come from right there on the front row. They were feet away from us, and the people never came to claim their seats. I think they were actually Augusta National members' seats. Um, and so, man, we had the best seats you can imagine for ages. And when we were uh, thinking, all right, let's go back over to 18, we had set our seats up at 18 and had fabulous seats at 18 green. Uh, so we then sat there and watched uh, the leaders finish. So I went to my first golf tournament not too long ago. I want to say it was earlier in the year. It was at Pebble Beach in beautiful Monterey Peninsula. Oh, cool. Great choice. Yeah. Oh, first time going. We got some tickets from a friend. We went, and I'm a golfer. I like to golf, but I have a hard time seeing the ball once it gets really high up in the air. And these yeah, Especially pros, depending on clouds in the sky and whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. So these pros at Pebble Beach are hitting them a mile high. We're all losing it. And then you just hear this missile coming in and hitting right. the pin. Yeah. Uh, was it like that? Were people aware of at least you know where the ball was coming? You know, you said you had a ball on the radio show roll up to your feet a couple times. Did you yeah. see anybody get plunked? Was anybody just not oh, paying yeah. attention at all? Yeah, people people got hit. I, I didn't see anybody get injured. Um, mm -hmm. People got hit on a bounce, probably on a fly once or twice, um, which hurts, no doubt. I've been hit by golf balls many times, but a lot of people have uh, binoculars including us we we brought several pair so you could track it and see oh it's coming right at us and then if the players know they're hitting into the crowd they and their caddies will yell four left four left and you know to to cover up for instance mm -hmm. um so nobody got hurt or anything like that but yeah. you're definitely close to the action you're in danger of getting hit oh and and uh all right here's where and and it's funny in our long long career in radio jack and i uh we know don't geek out on music because we're so crazy into it, both of us. And don't geek out on like golf for me. Um, this is my chance to 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 run free. All right. 
to let it. out to let out the shaft, as they say. <laughs> let so, the big dog eat. Exactly. So we were uh, watching the action on the 14th green there at Augusta, um, and we were right up super close, and the pin was back left right next to where we were. So that was so much fun watching the shots come in, watch guys try to putt it. Really undulating green, difficult to putt. Um, But then we would walk just a few feet over and lean over the ropes as they hit their tee shots on 15. 15, if you've ever watched the Masters, is that incredible par 5 where you drive up and conceivably to the top of a hill, maybe even over if you're one of the real big hitters. And then your second shot, if you try to hit the green in two, is over a water hazard where many around has gone to die, where many people who thought they were going to win the Masters have have croaked it. Um, and, uh, and we would lean out over the ropes and have the guys blast their drives by us. And you could hear the ball whistling past you. And the speed, the ball speed is just... It's it's stunning. And so that was just fun in kind of a visceral way. And then I actually golf geeks. I spent a couple hours on a two two different days sitting in the grandstand right by 15 green and water hazard watching guys go for it in two, um, which was just oh, I love that hole so much. It's crazy. And then we could reach look over and we couldn't see the guys hit the tee shot on 16, uh, but we could watch the ball land on the green and then watch them putt. Um, so that was that was super crazy cool. Oh, speaking of where good rounds go to die, um, we were there when for the second time in his career, uh, Jordan Spieth, who's oh. won the Masters, one of the great young players in the game, he, uh, as we say in the world of golf, rinsed not one but two. Puts the ball in the creek, goes to the drop area, hits a wedge to try to save his, his bogey or more likely double. Um, hits it in the the drink again. That's at the twelfth, right in Amen Corner. Right, yeah, the twelfth hole. It's the shortest hole on the course. It's uh, the green is very very shallow from front to back, and then there's a water hazard, a, a tributary to Ray's Creek, right in front of it. Um, and so, if you misjudge the wind, your round can just become a disaster there. Like if you watched the final round yesterday, Cam Smith of Australia, who was in second place at the time. It made the first bad swing of the day, really, first really bad swing, and, and put one in the drink, and and his dreams died there. Yeah, and did, he, did he put a second one in? I, no, that's right. He hit it over the green, failed right. to get up and down, and made triple, as I recall. I believe so. you're correct on that. And hey, it's Real it, quick here, for both yeah, of you, yeah, 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 this, yeah, is, sure. this is the golf novice talking. When these guys drive, hit the ball, do they mm-hmm. have like a scoreboard that says how far the ball has gone, like 300 feet, 350, or the speed, or anything like that? No, that would be kind of cool, but uh, the Masters is super old school. It's like Wrigley Field used to be, where all they have is manually operated scoreboards that show the leaders where they are to par after each hole. So, like, uh, for instance, yes, or Saturday, we were sitting there, and Charles Schwartzel, who's a South African golfer, he won it years ago. I don't have the list in front of me, but he won the, the Masters, which means he can play there for the rest of his life until he decides he's too old to play anymore. Um, he was four under par and we're sitting there at 18, my brother and I, and we glance up and there's a murmur and there on the scoreboard, it says after 10, he's six under par, which means he somehow eagled the par four tenth. And we're like, what the hell? What? How? What? And it turns out, yeah, he drained one from the fairway. Uh, just made an incredible shot. So it's all super old school, Michael. 2011 oh, to answer your, uh, your conundrum. 2011. Oh, okay. on it. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes golfers have those like watches. Now I don't know if the Masters allowed or the tour allows it. I'm not 
super well known as far as the technology they're allowed, but they might have a ball like uh, it'll tell you the yardage out from the hole you are, and it'll use like GPS technology. I don't think they allow that on the tour. No, they have a no. Book. There's no. Yeah, yeah. All they have is yardage books and sprinklers and stuff that are labeled with yardages, and then they have the book that tells them, all right, the pin is five yards on the green at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And there's actually in the world of golf, there's a lot of folks, myself included, who are like, give the caddy the laser device. I mean, they're going to figure out the correct yardage. They get paid really well to do that. They're going to pace it off. They're going to figure out it's 147 yards. All right. Why don't you save us all a couple of minutes and just shoot it? I mean, we're here to see the players execute the shots. Nobody goes to a golf tournament saying, oh, here's where Bones Mackay is going to pace off, you know, 15 yards to make sure that, you know, Justin Thomas has the right yardage. Nobody's ever said that in their lives. It's stupid. But uh, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything about the Masters is stupid. The Masters is the best thing ever. But in the tour in general, I'm in support of them doing it just to save time, just to increase the pace of play. Yeah, You know, it. It's funny you switching sports a little bit. You talk about in baseball they want to oh let's put the pitch clock in let's you know shorten the distance between the bases we got to improve the pace of play where golf has remained steadfast in the this is how it was played this is how we'll continue to play it mm-hmm. but the technology and just how big these players are now these guys you talk about again going nerdy Bryson DeChambeau is a big dude he can match yeah. the ball if you're not familiar like 350 400 yards. He makes most courses look like miniature golf courses, but even he struggles at a place like Augusta. And, it, you know, you talk about the tour, oh, we got to pick up the pace, don't let them use this technology. The the clubs themselves are more advanced than when these rules are yeah. written. Yeah, they have, and that's, you know, I have opinions on that, too, as a golf fan. They've made the course so incredibly long. Nobody talks about, Augusta National is a brutally difficult golf course. It's very, very long. Uh, and the greens are 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 famously tricky. Um, that you know, as a baseball fan, I've comparing it to golf. Can you imagine if they just kept making the bats better and better till guys were hitting eight hundred and fifty foot home runs? I mean, that wouldn't be good for the game. It's gotten almost a little silly. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's uh, different people have different opinions. For for weekend dorks like myself, you know, do whatever you want with the opinion with mm-hmm. the uh, equipment rather. Uh, we got an email, somebody saying, did you, uh, what holes did you spend time at or whatever? Almost all of them, uh, honestly. Uh, I walked thousands and thousands of steps every day. Then we'd sit for half an hour, an hour uh, in a place. We'd find a seat in the grandstand. Um, they're real efficient about moving people in and out of the grandstands, too, because people don't stay all day in those necessarily. So you can always get a seat. Um, but, I mean, I'm trying to think. I spent a lot of time near one green just because everybody came through and it's a hard hole. Nobody ever thinks about the first hole at Augusta, but it's a hard hole and really cool green. I spent time on second, the downhill par five, where Louis Eustazen famously made a a double eagle or an albatross a few years ago. That's a two on a par five. Um, The par four fourth, long, brutal par. I'm sorry, par three fourth, uh, long, brutal par three. I spent a fair amount of time there. Uh, 9 and 18, 15, 16. Oh, I spent a lot of time watching 11 and 12. 11 is a downhill par 4 with the water to the left, if you can picture that. And then 12 is the little par 3 we were discussing, which is so pretty. Oh, my God, it's gorgeous. It's just in terms of golf design, everything's as green as you can imagine. 
Then you have this creek running in front of it, just beautiful water, then more green, then a just shockingly white bunker, then another white bunker in back, the azaleas all in bloom behind the green, the yellow flag, the rest of it. It is, it's a photograph. It, you can't believe it's real. It's so pretty. And it is just a dagger-wielding murderer of rounds. <laughs> um, so I spent a fair amount of time there watching guys hit tee shots and then on and on. Oh, 13. The dog lug left par 5 to that incredible green protect, uh, protected by the creek. Judy and I uh, spent... Oh, when we couldn't find my sister and my dad and I had those four chairs, I'm like, all right, honey, here's what we're going to do. And we set up two of the chairs right next to the 10th green, which is an incredible down a ski slope par four to a really tricky green set two of the chairs up there right next to the green and the other two on the 13th fairway where we could watch guys hit their second shot trying to reach the par five and two and not go in the drink and so we just shuttled back and forth between 10 green and 13 fairway which are pretty close to each other um mm. and just had a guess oh my god the sun was perfect so the golf ball was backlit Oh. As the guys were hitting their their woods or long irons into 13. So you could see it perfectly flying through the air and, and just you could tell if it was going to make it or not. Oh, that's awesome. so much fun. I'm so oh, jealous. Yeah, oh, I got one more question for you. Yes. Is there anything you wish you spent more time doing there? I wish I could. I had dragged my dad around the course more. He at this point and his his physical state, he's very cautious maybe more cautious than he needs to be. Um, but that's for him to say, and I'm not going to disrespect my dad. I'm not going to make some sort of case of why he should walk more because if he rejects it, then that's hanging out there. Um, and so uh, none of us wanted to push real far. I wish he had seen more of the golf course. Um, in terms of what I did or didn't do, no, I got my fill. I wish I'd spent a little more time around the eighth green because I love that hole. It's a par five. As you can tell, I'm so freakishly <laughs> into this golf tournament. I could describe to you the entire layout and every hole, every green, that sort of thing. It's what a weirdo I am. Um, but, no, I, I saw everything I wanted to see. If the tournament had been 10 days long, I'd still be there. What was your best souvenir? Um, was it the chairs? Uh, the chairs are really cool. I, I bought a lot in the shop, Michael, as I'd said. Uh, I didn't go quite, uh, you know, four-figure Japanese uh, sending it all back to the homeland, but I bought a lot of stuff. Um, but my favorite? I don't know. I got a really cool Master's Bucket hat. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's good. I, I am willing to rock the bucket old school. Good man. And, uh, you, will, you will see me in that, no doubt. Looking a little like Bill Murray and Caddyshack. Did you uh, maybe a little cleaner? <laughs> did you uh, did you hear about the azalea themed beverage that was going around? Uh, is making the rounds on social media. No, named after the azaleas that are famous there. Uh, it was like gin, grenadine, simple syrup. Apparently, it's delicious alcoholic beverage. I hadn't had any, but my buddies, who are big master aholics, if you will, <laughs> had quite a few on Sunday. So when I went over to watch the final round of them, they were, oh, can you believe Scheffler's playing? I'm like, oh, that must be a good beverage. Oh, so uh, yeah, yeah. I've not enjoyed uh, the uh, the subtle pleasures of the Azalea. Perhaps I will. <laughs> the newsroom was the asking about it, say if they were serving it there. I said, I think they only did just the imported beer, and I'm assuming a couple of cocktails they offer around the course. <laughs> No hard liquor you can really? get 
you can get Chardonnay in oh. Plastic Masters. Uh, like it's like a plastic beer cup, but it's half sized. <laughs> And so you can you can get wine there. And Judy and I almost did just so we could say we did. But this nah, little Dixie cup of a with a master's logo on it. Yeah, yeah you couldn't buy cognizant. a bottle of wine. No, you cannot buy a bottle of wine. There. Oh, shoot. Oh, Michael, you can out. certainly no, bring a supply with you, though. No, <laughs> something that said the master's on it. That's a souvenir. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. No, no, nothing like that. Nothing like that. I was cognizant of the fact that I had to drive home very, very tired. Oh, Saturday. We left the house at five minutes to eight and got home at 740 Oof. in the evening. So it was damn near a 12 hour day. Um, and that was that was uh, and I grew up in Chicagoland. That's some of the coldest I've ever been. It was wow. this freak cold snap. It was barely 50 degrees. I mean, it might have been 49 degrees howling winds all day. And we ended up having to buy extra swag just because we were freezing. We just needed another layer, as uh, Mike Tarico put it on, I guess, the, the Sirius XM feed or something I heard you say. And a master's record set for most hoodies and jackets sold on a <laughs> separate day. Because you had, you had guys and chicks, too. You had, like, 19-year-old girls in a skirt and, like, a fashion jacket. Like, not a real jacket, like a fashion jacket. Their skin was blue. Their lips were blue, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's youth. Get Go to the swag store and buy a jacket. You got a flat belly and nice boobs. Everybody's seen them already. <laughs> Get yourself a damn jacket on, sweetheart. You're going to freeze. Well, you can tell I'm a dad at this point. Well, if they had them. I went to Las Vegas for my bachelor party. We went to the NASCAR race out in the desert. It was supposed to be sunny, fine. All of a sudden, cloud cover, cloud cover comes in. It snows. In oh the my desert, God, really? in Las Vegas, on I us, missed that. It snowed on a Saturday in Las Vegas in the desert. All of the jackets are either sold out or not in my size, so I had to buy a blanket or two to wrap myself up. I looked like an Eskimo sitting there in the turn one grandstand. Yeah, we actually considered buying some Masters beach towels just so we'd have a blanket over us, but uh, that was weird. And then the next day, of course, sunny in 76. Of course. I know this and, is a and, stu stupid question, but were there any t-shirts that said, I got stung between the first and second hole at the Masters? Uh, no, Michael. No. no, Michael. That's a reference to a very old and semi-obscene golf joke, and okay. uh, I'm surprised you brought it up. But, I just uh, had to ask. Yeah, you would get thrown out of the Masters for making that joke, and I would be I would be there to rat you out. Uh, so uh, that that's it. If anybody has any specific questions, again, drop me an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Make this subject heading Masters, and I'll try to answer you uh, briefly one golf freak to another. Well, I guess that's it. It's in the hole!